I think I better continue to give you guys the word of God. And it says that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Have we got any new creators, new creations today? Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise for that? Amen. We got any overcomers? We got any people that are more than conquerors? Come on, I didn't hear you. Do we have anybody in the house today? So we've been talking about that. We've been talking about being overcomers. We've been talking about being a new creation in Christ Jesus. And, and it gets me excited because one of the things that Shelly and I have really been studying on, and she shared with you last week, is about our thoughts and our thoughts of thinking of our thoughts. How many of you know the Bible says, the thoughts I have for you declares the Lord. The plans I have for you declares the Lord. Not to harm you, but to give you what? Hope and a future. So there is a future for us. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's a future for you. There is a future for you. A lot of times the, end, the world is going to try to say, look, there, there's no future. There's nothing good that's going to ever happen for you. I'm here to tell you Jesus overcame the world. So let me do a, a little review because I want to talk about in Christ. So last week we talked a little bit about not of this world. Everybody say not of this world. So we're not of this world. In John chapter 8, Jesus was talking about this. He was discussing it with the Pharisees. And he was discussing it. And they were saying, well, where are you going? He says, I'm going to a place you're, you're not going to be able to come. And he said, where are you going? He said, well, I'm not even of this world. Not of this world. I'm not of this world. In John 20, verse 23, he told the Jews that they're not of this world. He's not of this world. And then we also looked and we saw in John 17 where he was talking to the disciples. And then he was telling the Father that the disciples and himself were not of this world. So not only is he telling the Jews that he's not of this world, he's telling the disciples they're not of this world. And then we see later on in John 18 where he's talking to Pilate and, and, and he makes this statement to say, my kingdom is not of this world. So how, why do we put so much stock and so much value in this world? Well, we got to live in this world. You're right. We, we have to go through this world. You're absolutely right. We, this, is, this is a place that we're aliens. We're not supposed to be here. We're not, this is not our final destination. Oh, come on, somebody. This is not our final destination. When we look at things and we realize that we are not of this world. And we talked a little bit about what does it mean to be not of this world. And let me give you those four real quick, which I guess you can see them up there. They look okay. In the back, it's kind of dark, but it says we're not of this world. Number one is that we are, are influenced by different principles. When we're talking about not being of this world, we are influenced by different principles. Okay? How many of you know we live by different principles? Uh, let me say this away again. How many of you know we should live by different principles? We should be continually being renewed. The word of God says we are renewed. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And what we saw in that video was different people dealing with different struggles in their life. And they're no different than you and I. We have those struggles. Those struggles that we have are real. Those struggles that we have are different from, for everybody. And everybody's dealing with something. It doesn't matter how good you are or how good you think you are. We are dealing with different things in our lives. But the influences of the world can try to influence, influence us. And I'm reminded of the scriptures 
um, where he says these are the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. How many of you know our, our, our idea of who God is is going to be created within us and we can continue to, to live and operate by his righteousness. We can operate by God's holiness. We were singing today holiness. We can operate by God's, by God's love. And that's the second thing is you operate by God's love, righteousness, and holiness. How many of you know when we're not dealing with this world, we're operating in the kingdom of light. We are to operate in a different kingdom. If Jesus said, my kingdom's not of this world, we were born into the kingdom of this world. But when I gave my life to Christ, I, I can come out of the world and I can be operating in the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven something we enter in, so we operate in the kingdom of light. Everybody say light. Come on, everybody say light. Because, you know, we're going to operate in light. We're going to operate in light. We're not going to operate in darkness. And you know what? You can try to operate in darkness as a believer, and God sheds his light on some of that stuff, doesn't he? He brings that forth. The, the, the third thing or the fourth thing is that we look at the earth from a heaven's point of view. We look at the earth from a heaven's point of view. We are looking at this from above and not beneath. We are looking at things being seated with Christ. And, and that's what I want to get into today. I really felt like when the Lord was, 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 was laying this out for me is that we may not realize what it is to be in Christ. We, we may not realize what it means to be in Christ. And if anyone, if anyone, if anyone is in Christ... We're a new creature. If we are in Christ, everybody say in Christ. So I want to talk a little bit about being in Christ today. But I want to go through some scriptures. So if we look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he says, if anyone is what? In Christ. We're a new creature, right? He goes on and it says, the old things have passed away, right? And behold, new things have come. Why don't we let the new come? We're not talking about changing words and, and, you know, living a different lifestyle due to, you know, the world's values. We're talking about saying, God, let this new things that you're doing in me come into my life and be part of my life. Let me live by your principles. Let me live by your word. Let me operate by your word. Let me know that I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Isn't that hard? Isn't that one of the hardest things that we have? Is we're coming out of the old and into the new. Anybody kind of like the old? We like the familiar. Let me put it that way. Anybody like the familiar? It's pretty good. You know, some people I know, and I'm one that way, we, when, I, when I got an automobile, I, I bought an, a new automobile uh, 10 years ago in 2012. And I bought an automobile that was similar to my other automobile, so when I got in it, it was easier for me to drive it. I knew how where the blinker was. I knew where the brakes were. You know what I mean? And some of you buy different automobiles, and, and then you got to figure out, the newness of that automobile, so there can be some agitation. There can be some, some, some issues when you first get into that new automobile. But when, we come, when he says the new has come, that means I've got to change the way I think. That one gentleman in the video talked about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
How can I be transformed? The, the transformation process. We're all going through a transformation process. I thank God that I'm not where I used to be. I may not be where I want to be, but I am not where I used to be. And that's in each and every one of us. So I want to encourage you today that sometimes you think, well, it's just not happening fast enough. Or God's not doing some things in me like I want him to. Um, trust me, I know if you begin to look back and you see that, you're going to realize that he has done a whole lot more than what you thought he's done. So we need to be a new creation. Somebody say new creation. We become a new creature in Christ Jesus. The old things have passed away. And behold, the new things have come. The old things have passed away. Anybody ride today on a horse coming here? Okay. Horse and buggy? Anybody? Okay. All right. Good. So that's an old thing that's passed away. Well, I mean, that may be coming back. Who knows? We just... Uh, <laughs> We may wait and see what happens with our economy that it may end up coming back that way. But, but think about that. We don't do that now because we, we, we've allowed the new things to come. We get in an automobile and we get to drive here. I want to go with you real quick in Ephesians 2. At the end of service yesterday or last week, we, um, we read through this. And I had to read through it real fast. But I want to slow down and read through it and take a little bit. A little bit more time with it. Ephesians chapter 2. I love this, love this scripture. Love this book. He was talking to the church at Ephesus. And, and they were dealing with a lot of issues um, that we deal with today. That you can begin to look at and you can read. And they deal with today. Sometimes we forget who we are. How can you forget who you are? Pastor Eric. No, sometimes I forget that I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Sometimes I forget that the old has passed away and the new has to come. Sometimes I forget that, that I'm not the old person, I am the new person. Are you with me? We all forget that. Sometimes it can, be, it can be what we set our mind on. It can be what we focus our lives on. It can be the things that we do. So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to look, read through verses 1 through 10. And this is, you're going to begin to see yourself. I want you to look at yourself in this. Because when we come to Christ, we become a new creation. We become a new creature. We become a new person, a new idea, new thoughts can begin to come in our mind. And he was telling them the same thing to the church of Ephesus. Chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. And he was talking about back then that the enemy was working back then and he's working today. How many of you know we do have an enemy? He walks around like a roaring lion. But we have greater is he that is in us. And because I am a new creation, I can overcome the schemes and the plots and the plans of the purposes of him. Look at verse 3. Among them, we too all formerly lived with the lusts of our flesh, indulging in the desires of flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest, the rest of the people, the rest of those in society. But God, everybody say, but God. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. 
by grace you have been saved and raised us up with him. Next scripture. Raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You notice the word in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. So when I become a believer and follower of Christ, I come into Christ. Okay? I can move and breathe and have my being in Christ. My identity is not who I am. It's who Christ is in me. Okay? Think about that. I really love this part because we get to really begin to start thinking about who we are. What things I like. I like some things that Shelly doesn't like. Shelly likes some things that I don't like. You like some stuff that I like. And I like some stuff that you like. And when we start really beginning to start thinking about what does it mean to be in Christ? Is it just walking with him? Just hanging out with him? When we're in Christ, and he goes on, he says, we were raised up with him. So here's what happens. I give my life to Christ. I become one with God in spirit, cross, according to 1 Corinthians, I think it's 6, 7. I become one with him in spirit. My spirit and his spirit become one spirit. And the Bible says that I am raised up. When Christ died, I died. When he rose again, I rose again. Are you listening? Have you got me? He died, I died. He rose again, I rose again. Right? He's alive, I can be what? Alive. So these are the things that we can begin to see in Christ. And he raised us up within, within him, with him, and he seated us with him in heavenly places. So I am going to use this chair here. And um, if I can get it undone. I love my little illustration stuff. So we're not seated here. We are seated with Christ. Everybody say with Christ. So I am not only with Christ, but I am in Christ. I'm not only with Christ, but I am in Christ. So Christ is, does anybody know what the Bible says where Christ is at? Seated at the right hand of the Father. So let's say the Father is up here, and then I am seated at the right hand of the Father. Here's the throne of God. Here's his right hand. This is where Christ is seated, and who's seated with him? Say, I am. I want it to be more personal. Because it's not just about Shelly being seated. It's not just about Terry being seated. It's not just about Macy being seated with Christ. I, Eric, am seated with Christ. I have moved from a place of just observing Christ to being in Christ. You never... Some of you ladies have cooked, right? You, you, got, you ever put yeast in the dough? If you just sprinkle it, or if you set the box next to the dough, is it going to be in it? If you set the box of yeast or the envelope of yeast, 
Next to the dough, it's not going to be in it. You got to do what? Put it in it. If I, you did it yesterday. So if I poke my hole, my finger with a little hole in that dough and, and put that yeast in there, is that good enough? What needs to happen? Come on, I know you know the answer. You're like, he's asking me something he already knows the answer to. God does that to us all the time. He asks you a question, and you know what? It's not like God's like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> he knows the answer that when he's talking to you and he asks you a question, he already knows the answer to it. So we've got to take that yeast in that dough and begin to what? Need it. You work it in there. When my transformation takes place, then I am working it into the word of God inside of me. Are you with me? I hear the word, I read the word, I listen to the word, I speak the word, I declare the word, I prophesy the word. You know what I mean? I've, I've got to work that into me. So it's within me and it's in within Christ. And not only is Christ seated here, but I am too. Seated with him. Can I get an amen? So when we're looking at that and this scripture here, and he's talking about those that are in Ephesus, I could say the same thing. Those that are, that are in Woodward or the state of Oklahoma, that, that, that we are at the place where we are raised up with him and we're seated with him in heavenly places. And then you notice the next word says, in Christ Jesus. We're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Why did I have access to this? Who gave me access to the, to the, to the throne room of God? To seat at the next, sit at the, next, at the right hand of the Father. Who gave me access? I got an all-access pass. <laughs> I got an all-access pass. That's what I should have done. I should have put a pass around me today. It's an all-access I have all access. Do I have access? At wherever Jesus goes, I go. Are you with me? So, he, so when, when, when healing takes place, I can begin to heal, right? He heals, I can heal. I lay hands on the sick, my mind, emotions, all of these things. I can begin to receive that healing that Christ has for us. I can come out of being an old man into a new man. I'm talking about not age. I'm talking about the old man itself and its sinful nature into the new man and itself and its renewed nature. Can I get an amen? Okay, I want you to think about this. By grace we were saved. And he goes on and raised him up with us and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Look at the scripture. So that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace. Are we not now in the ages to come back then? If this was, let's say for simplicity, it was written 2,000 years ago. It was actually being written and actually probably 1,700 years ago, it, it, was, it was actually penned and put together. So, but if we take this and we say, okay, I understand this now. I understand that I'm in Christ Jesus. And 2,000 years ago, this was written and it was prophesied or brought forth to the church in Ephesus that he says, so in the ages to come, are we not in the ages to come now? So it's now. So then the ages to come, he might show us what? A surpassing riches 
of his grace and his what? Kindness towards us. How? Come on, everybody. In Christ Jesus. When you're in Christ Jesus, there are things that you have an access to. When you're not in Christ, you don't have that access. Hello? I wish it's pretty simple. When you look at the Word of God, you're either in or you're not in. Want everybody to be in. God wants everybody to be in. I've also read the Bible, and I see in Revelations, not everybody gets in. Are you with me? But when we look at that, we understand that not only his grace, but his kindness is towards us in Christ Jesus. Let's look at verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of ourselves, it's a gift of God. Everybody say gift of God. It's not a result of works. Can you pay enough money to get that seat? Come on. I had a million dollars. I just put my million dollars right there and Jesus, I'm in. Doesn't get you in. If I do, if I give everything I've got away, do I get in? Hello? Yes, no. See, because sometimes we have these ideas is, is where I'm not sure. Well, why are you not sure? Let's be sure. Because the word says, by grace I've been saved, not by works. So if I just do this a little better... Or if I'm a little kinder to my wife, maybe I can get into heaven. Maybe I can just slip right in there. Well, that's a works mentality. And the kids need to understand this. Young adults need to understand this. They don't understand what grace really is because a lot of times when it takes a little while for us to older people to experience the grace in our life. So when we begin to look at this and we begin to see that we've been saved through faith and not by ourselves, it's a gift of God. It's not a result of works. So you can't boast about it. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the money, I'm in the money, I'm in the kingdom. You know, you, you can boast about being in the kingdom, but the only way you're going to get in that kingdom is through Jesus Christ. And the only way I'm going to be able to live, listen, in the kingdom is in Christ. Are you with me? In Christ. Say it with me. In Christ. There's a lot of scriptures in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. And this is the, this is the one that I wanted to share, you, share with you is, is verse 9. As a result of the works, or verse 10, excuse me. For we are his workmanship. We're made for him, by him, through him, for something. Why do I exist? Why am I here in life? What's my purpose? Everybody, every, every human being on earth asks that. Sooner or later we will go, what's my purpose? What am I here for? We need to be able to answer that. We are created in Christ for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I'm not going to go into the good works and what all that does mean. Good works are what we need to produce. An apple tree produces what? Everybody, what? An a, a pear tree produces... Okay. We, we are known, a believer, a follower of Christ, should be known by our fruits. I don't get saved by works, Sasha. I don't get saved by works... But works are a byproduct 
of being in Christ. Are you with me? So, do you think God wants you to be kind to somebody? What if they're mean to you? It's not easy, is it? I don't have it all figured out. I still kind of lose my temper now and then. I raise my voice now and then. Not at my wife. I'll raise it at you. I won't do it to her. But But when I am dealing with my soul, my soulish nature, my soulish behavior, my thoughts about my soul, my thoughts that can actually recall all of my past failures. How do I overcome that? How do I overcome the thoughts that I wasn't good enough, that I made mistakes, that I didn't treat people right, or I wasn't this or that, or all these other things, or, or I compare myself to others? How do I deal with all those thoughts? Because those thoughts consume most of our mind. Don't they? Every day, scientists were, were studying every day about our thoughts that we get up. And 90% of our thoughts are from the day before or the past. Very few thoughts are for the moment. And then we talked about last week, Neil, that our other thoughts for the future can cause agitation, anxiety. So we deal with the depression that's there. And we're not in the middle of presence. And then we deal with the anxiety from the future. Are you with me? You guys start thinking about your thoughts. And guess what you're going to see? You're going to see where you got up. And you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't measure up because of something that happened in the past. And you're going to bring that thought, Gary, all day long to you. That thought's going to be there. It's going to have. It's, it's, it's actually can control you. You made decisions based on that thought. But what about if we had a thought and was able to grow that thought that I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. He has forgiven me of that stuff. He's not holding it against me. I'm going to begin to be present in the moment and I'm going to begin to operate in the thought that I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I don't have to think like I did yesterday or the day before. Or the, I'm talking about negative, toxic, poisonous thoughts that come in. Don't they come in? They come in all the time. So when we're looking at this, we've got to realize that he's, he's, he's created us for good works in Christ Jesus for good works. He's created us how? In Christ Jesus for good works. If I keep my mind stayed upon the things of God or even in his word, how many of you know it can change my behavior? <laughs> Some people, it was just like, you know, one, one time I, somebody was doing something wrong and it was like, oh, there's Pastor Eric. So they changed their behavior. It shouldn't be that way. I, God, you, your behavior should change because of God. Are you with me? Not just because somebody's reminding you of God, but when the word comes. So you begin to look at that. So we're created. Say, I'm created in Christ Jesus. So we are created in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, I didn't put the scriptures down there for you, but we are made in the image and the likeness of God. 
doesn't mean we all act like we're made in the image and the likeness of God. But we're created in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. So when I was studying through this a few weeks back, and this, the, he kept highlighting this, I said, I've got, I've, I want to show you guys. So did everybody get your handouts? Did anybody not get a handout? Let's, I, I didn't get a handout. Do you have a handout you can give to me? Have we got enough? Has everybody got enough? Shelly's going to give me mine, and if you'll give her one, that would be great. So let's just look at this, because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hold on this very long. But again, I left this here for you. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is in Christ. If he is in Christ, if he is in Christ, if he is in Christ, if he's outside of Christ, guess what? You're not a new creation. You're not a new creation. Don't think you're a new creation because you say I'm a new creation. Okay? We can say things, and they can just be words, or we can actually say things with the power and the anointing of God, and it will create in our life. That's how God created. He created what? He saw there was no light, and he said, let there be light. He saw it, he said it, it created it. So we can begin to look at this. I'm, I'm a new creation. I want, I want us to focus on this. Because it's taken me years, years, and I, I pray it doesn't take you that long. It's taken me years to be able to come through to this place to where I can change what I do. I can change what I think. I can change what my thoughts produce. I can do all things through Christ who what? Strengthens me. I don't want to do all things. You know, we're like, I don't want to do this. I, mean, I don't want to be the president of the United States. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't want that. For, I don't want that. So when we begin to start looking at these things and realize that it's got to be in Christ. So I felt like the Holy Spirit was just really leading me to look at in Christ. So these are some of the scriptures. It's on the front and the back, by the way. So I want you to take these home. I do not pass these out. Just so you can leave them in the church seat. Please take them home. Okay? Alright? Because there are some churches that they pass out bulletins. And there are times where I have gone through some stuff and found a bulletin. Even years when we did. And I have been able to look at some notes on that bulletin. And it was just what I needed at the time. Sometimes we don't even realize this. You may take this home. You may put it in a box or you may put it on the table. You know what I mean? You may have somebody come in and they're looking at it. And it, it, it may be the very thing that God wants them to get an understanding of. So I pulled these scriptures out. Are these all the scriptures? No. There's other scriptures you can find, study, from, study out for yourself. But I want you to look at how important in Christ is. So we have faith in Christ. You see that? These are just portions of the scripture. You can look at the context. You guys do your own study. Pull it in, pull it out. See where it been. Who said it? To whom was it said? Under what circumstances was it said? But I see right now... Faith in Christ Jesus. My faith doesn't have to be in a government. 
My faith doesn't have to be in a coach. My faith doesn't have to be in a, in a, in a, in a government official. My faith doesn't have to be an employer. Those things are all right to have faith with. My faith is in my wife. There's a different faith that I have in my wife. But there's a faith that I have in Christ Jesus. Some people have faith for certain things, but it's not in Christ Jesus. Say in Christ Jesus. Say it with me. In Christ Jesus. So it goes on. Real quick, we'll, we'll look at this and we're going to take communion. Redemption in Christ Jesus. Alive to God in Christ Jesus. Eternal life. Where? In Christ Jesus. No condemnation for those who are... In <laughs> I, I laugh at this because I've been through this list and been through this list and been through this list and been through this list. And it's like, why do I feel condemned? Why are there times where I feel condemned? You ever done that? You ever dealt? It's like, why do I feel condemned? It's like, wait a minute. If I'm in Christ Jesus, I was going to miss my chair. If I'm in Christ Jesus, I shouldn't feel condemned. That feeling is just that, a feeling. It's not faith, but in Christ Jesus... There's a difference between condemnation and conviction, and I'm not going to talk about that today. But let's go on. Romans 8, 2. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Who are many in one body in Christ Jesus. One body in Christ Jesus. Romans 16, 10 talks about, you know, you know meet Priscilla and, and, and meet Apelles. And, and, and it goes on and it says, the approved in Christ Jesus. You know how I'm approved? Only because I'm in Christ Jesus. I have messed up so much stuff in my life. But I'm approved in Christ Jesus. I, I, you know, I thought about getting, you know, those, anybody get those shirts? You buy those shirts or something and it says, um, inspected by number 12. <laughs> I thought about getting stickers and every time you guys come in here, give you a sticker. You know what I mean? That you're inspected by the king. You know what I mean? And you were made approved that they're saying, okay, this, this now, this shirt can now be shipped because there has been somebody that inspected it. I don't know if they had glasses on or not because sometimes you get them and they still don't have stitching in them and stuff like that. But it's been inspected by this person, so you should have confidence that you can put it on. Doesn't have a big old hole right there. I should have confidence in Christ and who I am in Christ Jesus. I should have confidence that I'm approved. Say approved. There's so much about approval in society, in the world. How many likes you got? I got five. <laughs> oh, geez, I got 1,500. You know what I mean? People approve me. No, that's just the world situation. That's great. But when we look at being approved, he was talking about these people are approved. And we get tested. There, there are situations that we go through our life that when now I've gone through a situation and I've, let's say I've had success, I've overcome that situation, or I've seen the curveball. I got the curveball, I see the curveball, I hit the curveball. Guess what? Now the next time the curveball comes, I've seen it. 
situations in our life can come. The enemy can bring, try to bring things into our lives a certain way. And when we see what he's doing, we're like, hey, I got you. I've seen that before. It ain't going to work. It might have worked yesterday, but it's not working today. We can begin to now receive that approval. Our approval should be in Christ Jesus. I want my wife to have approval of me. I, I want that. But my main approval should be in Christ Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, no matter what you're, listen, listen, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what situations are going on in your life, no matter how you've screwed things up and made a mess of things, God still approves you. He approves you as a child of the Most High God. He approves you as a son and a daughter of God. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for that. Let me get on with this. Let me, and I want you to take this home. Those who have been sanctified in Christ. So we're sanctified in Christ. For the grace of God is given to us in Christ. The grace of God. We are prudent in Christ. We're made alive in Christ. We are triumphant in Christ. We speak in Christ. He's a, we're a new, creature, a new creature in Christ. Our liberty which have been in, found in Christ. It's the liberty that we have in Christ. It's in Christ that we have these things. It's in Christ that we walk. It's through faith. It's, faith. it's the blessing of Abraham comes through Christ. We're sons of God through faith in Christ. Somebody say in Christ. Help me out here, would you? That he, we're blessed. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. He's raised us up with him in heavenly places in Christ. He's showing the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us. In Christ, turn it over. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works. Gentiles or followers, or excuse me, heirs and members, and follow part fellow partakers of the promise is in Christ. I love it. I love it. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ forgave you. The Father, the Father in, is even in Christ forgiving us. He's also forgiven you. We are true circumcision, the worship in the Spirit of God and the glory in Christ. We press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ. You can bring the kids in, Richard, if you will. Um, guard your heart. Right, well, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard our hearts and our minds where? It's coming from Christ. It's not coming from Dr. Phil. It's not coming. They're, they're, never mind. I'm in Christ. God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Every man's complete in Christ. The promise of life in saved us, called us according to his purpose and grace which was granted to us. In Christ from eternity. Therefore, my son, be strong in grace that is in Christ. For this reason, I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen, so they are also may obtain salvation, which is in Christ. Refresh my heart. <laughs> I love it. Those who revile good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. After you've suffered for a little while, the God of grace who called you to his eternal glory... In Christ, it's in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. 
It's got to be in Christ. It's in Christ. Everybody say in Christ. It's got to be in Christ. So today I want to I do something different. I want us to take communion together, but I want us to take communion in Christ. Do you know you can take communion at home? In fact, I would encourage you, if there's times where you, you are, you're operating and you're, you're praying or you're, or you're you know, doing some things and, and life is just difficult at times, you don't have to have a reason to take communion except for the Bible says to remember him. So Jesus, according to communion, the Lord's Supper, Paul talks about it in Corinthians. He says, as we do this, we do this in remembrance of him. So we're going to have you, we're going to play some music, we're going to have you come. Sean, Pastor Sean and Jody, if you guys would come on up, we're going to have you take this, this um, station right over here, and Shelly and I will take this one over here. And we're just going to, you can, maybe if you can, Jeremy, just kind of bring the lights down a little bit for us. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll do that. It would be, if you can, one and two, just switch one and two out there. Bryce can help them, one of them can help them. Everybody say, in Christ. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you can change that. You can receive him in your life right now. You can say, Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. I want, I want to receive you right now. I want, let's just, just close our eyes just a moment. Just close our eyes just a moment. If you're here today and you've not given your life to Christ, maybe you've looked at this thing and you want redemption and you want salvation and you want the glory of God and you want all of these things that are available and you don't have them. Maybe you want those. Those are found in Christ. Maybe some of you need to have your heart refreshed because you need to be in Christ. Let's step into that today. If you're here today and you want to receive him, just, just ask him into your heart. He knows this is not a religious thing. It's between you and him. Do you have peace? Do you have peace in your heart today? Is there turmoil? Is it upset? Are you concerned about some things? Just begin to start giving that to God today. Just begin to step into that today and release that right now. So we're just asking you, if you want to give your life to Christ, just do it right now this moment. Maybe there's some of you here that want to rededicate your life to Christ. Just begin to do that right now. Just begin to give those things. Maybe you're here and you didn't know you're approved, that God approves you. He does approve you. You know, it's kind of like, I love my children. We may not like their actions at times, but we love our children. And God has approved you. He, in Christ, he's approved you. So just begin to receive that. If you've not done that, if you've never received Christ in your life today, just say, Christ, come into my heart to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Invite him in. He's a gentleman. He's knocking. He wants to come in. He's not going to bust the door down. He's not going to kick it down. He's not the SWAT team that's going to come in. He's gently knocking, and he's saying, I want to get in. And you're going to open that door and just let him in today. If you're here today and maybe there's some areas in your life that have just been locked up. Maybe they're on lockdown and you're not letting anybody in. Maybe there's been pain and hurt and suffering from your past. Maybe past situations or even trauma that's taken place in your life. And your thoughts keep going to that. I'm asking you to open the door for Christ today. 
I'm asking you to open the door and just let him in that area. Maybe that lockdown area just needs to go, just take some bolt cutters and just cut off the lock. And just open the door for him to come in. What area is that? What situations are those that you're dealing with? What about the worries and the concerns that you have? Can you open that door for Christ today? He's knocking on that door today for you. He wants to come in. It's in Christ you're going to find healing. It's in Christ you're going to be an overcomer. It's in Christ that you're, that you're going to be redeemed. It's in Christ that you have that salvation. And salvation is not just going to heaven. It's, it's living that way here on earth. It's allowing heaven to come into your life and, and impact and the word to impact your life. It's the soundness of God, the wholeness of God. It's the fruits of the Spirit. And that's you. Just open those doors today. There's some doors that need to be opened. Let's just open them up today. Just take a few minutes and just begin to open up these doors. Open up those doors. Just let him in, let him in, let him in, let him in. Let him in. We're going to walk out of here today in Christ. I'm going to ask you just to come on up. Shelly, if you'll come and join me at this station over here. We're going to ask you just to come up as the Lord leads you. You can, you can get some communion from each, in each one of the stations. And then go back to be seated. But don't take communion yet because we really would like to join you with that. We want to make sure everybody has that. So if that's you and you guys want to take communion, go ahead and, and come on up and, and we'll serve communion right now. So I just want to just take a minute. And just as you look at these elements for the communion, just to know that there's two elements here. Those of you that may not have done this very often, it's, and the, the cracker is, is represents his body and it's, he said, this is my body, and Jesus said, this was given for you. And then the juice is the fruit of the vine, and it is, represents the blood of Christ, and it represents the New Testament, the new covenant, that he shed his blood to fulfill the Old Testament covenant and bring in the new covenant of grace. So as you, as you look at this, you know those doors that we asked you just to open up? just to begin to give those to Christ today. You are in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ. So let's just take a minute as Justin plays that song and let's just begin to reflect just a moment. I'm not asking you to reflect on your mess or your pain. I'm asking you to reflect on Christ and being in Christ and living and breathing all the things that being in Christ gives to you today. Let's just take a moment and, and think about that. So let's just begin to remember him today. So as we take this cracker, this is his bread that was his body that was given for us. Let's just do this and let's remember him today. Now this is his, the juice is his representation, the new, new covenant. It was his blood that was shed for us. All the things that we have in Christ, all the things that we've got on that piece of paper that you've got that, that's that in Christ, it's because of his shed blood. Let's just receive this, and as we do this, let's remember him today. We just say, I'm going to ask you just to pass that, your little cup down to the center of the aisle, and the ushers will go through and get that. 
I'm going to challenge you today. I made a couple of notes this morning when I got up at four, and I wanted to share a couple of things that I felt like that I wanted to remind you of. I wanted to remind you that you're forgiven. When we take communion, we identify with him. But I want to remind you that you're forgiven. Christ has forgiven us. I want, you to, I want to remind you that as we, the Bible tells, tells that we are buried with him in death, and then we're resurrected with him. So as we're buried, he's buried, we're buried. As he's risen, we have risen. He overcame death so we could what? Overcome death. My physical body will go, but I'll be present with the Lord because I'm a believer. He, in him, we find new life. Say new life. It's new life we find in him. So I'm challenging you today to take that information that we pulled. Do your independent study. Look at some of those scriptures in the morning and go, wait a minute, I am alive in Christ. It's in him that I'm alive. I'm redeemed. I'm saved because of him. And you can go through the glory of God. You can go through all of those things that we are in Christ and see that's you. That's your identity. Bless you. That's your identity. That we operate and we live in Christ. Now here's the challenge. That after you begin to start thinking on that and you meditate on that, your mind's going to want to go back to the past. Be in the present. And allow your mind, allow your thoughts to be present. Because when we're present, we don't have to worry about the past. And we don't have to have anxiety towards the future. Those things are still there. We can begin to walk and operate in what God has for us for this moment. Tomorrow has enough worries of itself. It's got enough worry, don't you think? That we want, we're, we're, we're wanting you to begin to step into what God has for you right here, right now, this very moment. And in Christ is the only way that you're going to be able to do that. But he is the great I am. Not the great I was or the great I will be. He is in the present. He is the great I am now. We're going to teach more about it. We're going to encourage you more about being able to be present with the Lord. And you're going to watch the transformation take place. I want to pray for you today. Just close your eyes just a moment. I want to pray for those that are dealing with any sickness in their body. I believe that that sickness has to go in the name of Jesus. That sickness has to go in Jesus' name. I pray for anybody that's dealing with a disease, any limitations. We pray for you right now and we lift you up in the name of Jesus. 
I pray for you emotionally and mentally. If you're dealing with issues in your life, we pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for the situations and circumstances in your life that you'll begin to look at the Word of God and you'll know that you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. And you know that those situations are not going to be permanent. They're going to change. And that God is going to be with you through that. I pray that you see Him. I pray that you experience Him. Not only this moment, but in the moments to come. I pray that He continues to give you strength when you're weak. When things are difficult and the pain is there. That you'll begin to remind yourself of who you are. That you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away and the new has come. That you'll begin to look at your identity as a son and a daughter of God. And you'll begin to rise above whatever's coming against you. I pray that you have wisdom. I pray that you have understanding. I pray that you have knowledge. I pray for all of those things for you today. I pray that you're able to, to overcome and be an overcomer. Not just as in, in, today, but in the days and the weeks and the months ahead. I pray and declare and decree over your life that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you will be shown to be in the wrong. The Bible says this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, of the sons of God. I pray that you will begin to rise up over everything that comes. I pray that, that the anxiety has to go and the depression has to leave in Jesus' name. I pray that you're going to be in the moment with God and, and those things will not control you and you will begin to rise up. I pray that you'll see yourself seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus. And you'll begin to look at that perspective and it will change and your view will change. And I pray that you'll release the love of God, that the love of God will just be released in your life and it become more about love than anything else. The kindness and the goodness of God will bring you to repentance, will bring you to change your mind and the way you view things. And I pray right now that the peace of God will transcend all understanding and guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus for you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.